And welcome to season six of the Sportsway Podcast. My name is Spitz Kerrigan. Christian Mott. And we are your hosts of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for all the support uh, for the f- through the first five seasons of Sportsway Podcast. We are far from done. Uh, we got some new, got some things set up on the line. We got uh, some topics based on both uh, basketball and football, as always. And we are um, coming up with new names for our little like introductory statements in the episode so christian uh, you can go ahead and say mine because it's better if you say it than if i say it uh let kerrigan cook will All be right. the announcing for fitz kerrigan um the biggest thing that i've seen was the uh, UConn Huskies losing their game tonight. They were the number one seed in the entire country. They were on a 14-game winning streak. Um, and that all came crashing down tonight in at Creighton in Nebraska. They lost 85-66 to to drop to 24-3. And that lose, that's their... That snaps their 14-game winning streak. Um, so, I, I mean, UConn, they're still a great team. Still lots of ways. Dan Hurley's a fabulous coach, as we saw in the tournament run last year. But, you know, I think it's just a bump in the road. and they, they, it, It'll really show whether they learn from it, whether they come back stronger or whether they come out flat. So, that's the main thing that I want to see from UConn is basically how do they respond from this game because you are going to drop in the rankings. Absolutely. Everybody does when they lose as number one. But the question to me personally is how are, how is, how is UConn going to respond to losing in, how is UConn going to respond to losing as the number one seed? So that's really what I'm looking for. Christian, uh, your thoughts. Yeah. I agree. Uh, this is a time for them to respond. What was the score again? Eighty-five to sixty-six. So they lost. They lost by more than fifteen. Yeah, but, sorry, that's an ugly one. Yeah, a little bit. But it was like right now. This is the part of the season where it's either make it or break it. The tournament is right around the corner, and people are just going to try their best to get in. Like we start the tournament in a little less than a month. I think we started like St. Patrick's Day weekend. That's the 17th of March and it's the 20th of February. So definitely going to be de- definitely, definitely right around the corner. So people are just trying to, people might have a little bit more motivation and want to get to the tournament. Uh, that's probably, that's part of probably why that uh, Creighton played so well, but you can't, you can't for UConn. They've had a tremendous season so far. They lost a lot of people last year due to the draft. Like they lo- they lost Andre Jackson Jr., who got drafted by Milwaukee, and they lost to Jordan Hawkins, who was a lottery pick to the Pelicans. And they just they had a senior who left that uh, big guy number twenty one. I, I, I always don't know how to pronounce. Oh, his didn't name. he win the tournament champion MVP? Yes, I don't want to pronounce his name because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Um. And also the no, never mind. But um, this is make it or break it right now for UConn. Are they going to respond, 
or they're just going to get demolished the rest of the season. So, um, that's that's really what that's really that's really how I got to see. All right. Yeah. I'm done cooking. I think um, men's college basketball, like the the March Madness, that's probably one of the hardest um, sports. Uh, t- I mean, just to, uh, championships to repeat. We don't see it very often at all. Uh, there's multiple reasons to that. A couple of reasons are it's just there's so many, there's so many, uh, d- you know, games that they have to play within the tournament that are single elimination. So even the best of teams can slip up or fall into the hype too much. Um, and then, yeah, uh, players come and go and mm-hmm. it's college. So it's, it's hard, a little harder to rebuild. You have to recruit really well to keep a really good team as those players leave. But UConn's done a really good job and, I know this loss doesn't look good for them, but they're one of those teams that could actually repeat. And when you got a great coach, it makes the job a little bit easier. Okay, now Christian, before we we move on to your uh, whatever, um, we I have a stat for you. The you know since you know how twenty twenty the tournament got canceled due to COVID. Twenty twenty one, the winner was Baylor. They got bounced in the second round. 2022 was Kansas. Next year, they got bounced in the second round. So, will it be three for three since COVID? We never know. So, that but that's just the winner. Uh, since COVID, the winner has lost in the second round the next, the next season. Yeah. So, will it be three for three? We just got to find out. That's why you play the game? Exactly. But one thing I I was mentioned and I was mentioning this to you earlier, Christian, with college basketball, um, talking about uh, with the Wisconsin win, they beat Maryland seventy four to seventy, and I I was taught I, I remember because like NBA a win's a win, a loss is a loss. In college. It basically like it shows like how much you win or lose by affects your seating, which I find to be completely ridiculous. Because like if a really good team loses, then they're not then they're not projected to be as good as like a team that's not as good as them. Like if it like like and it's like mainly around the teens in the rankings, like anywhere between. 13 and 19 usually where it's kind of like okay it's just like the like it's like and it can be any like anybody can win or lose at any time and i think it's based on how much you win or lose by that affects the different rankings so that i i find that a little i find that a little annoying um well, because nba nba it's just your record yeah it's true but there's different like Teams play different levels of competition. Different conferences might have more talent than others. So, they have to yeah. like. Do they have a committee, right? Who? College basketball. Um, I think so. I think it's the NCAA committee. So I think they do all sports. Oh yeah. But then each conference has their own committee. Mm. So. Yeah. So that's how it'd be, I guess, in college. It's a little more complicated, though, because the, the talent isn't as easily di- distributed. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Um, a lot more schools. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's all I got. Now time for my new topic. You know, we retired the other ones. Uh, but, uh, well, what was yours? It was... Let Kerrigan cook. No, no, I know, but what was yours before? I don't know why I'm forgetting. JFK's topic of the day. Yeah, JFK's topic of the day, much moment. Those are getting retired. Those may come back in future seasons, but start of season five. You never know. On, you never know. Yeah, start of season five from now on, uh, it'll be Christian's cut. So with my cut today, uh, we'll be talking about the Nets uh, making a big, big change uh, to their leadership. The uh, Jack, Jack Vaughn, Jack uh is no longer the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, General Manager Sean Marks uh, made this decision. He noted that it's not just a single event. It was more of how he felt the team has been playing in general and what he sees from the team. Uh, He sees lack of energy uh, and effort as an issue, which comes down, I guess, to the coach because, you know, the coach is – Really, the guy that needs to get the, his players to play how he wants them to. And that's what the coach is supposed to do, bring the best out of the players. Um, I guess, too. Nets GM didn't feel like that's happening. The Nets have, you know, obviously took a step back since they, uh, you know, kind of dismantled their team. You know, they had one of the worst, um, you know, uh, failures in recent history in terms of a team perspective as they built like one of the best super teams you can imagine and it just you know a lot of different factors caused the destruction of that and so now they're starting to trying to rebuild uh they still got a couple good good players but haven't really found that guy to build around Mm -hmm. he's pretty good but i don't know if he's gonna be that guy that can like lead them to like a playoff victory or the finals or something. I think the Nets are currently 21 and 33. Um, and I think have gone six and 18 since uh, December 27th. So they're not trending in the right direction. And so that's why they're making a change. But Fitz, yeah, what do you think the Nets need to do to get back on the right track? Obviously, they made a change at uh, coaching with the coaching position, but how can a team like this uh, start at least to get back into the playoffs is what they obviously need to start doing. You know, Christian, I would say that if, for a team to kind of get back into the playoffs, at the end of the day when a coach gets fired, sometimes it – kind of falls on the players' shoulders. So right now, I think the player, if I were if I were Mikhail Bridges, kind of the leader of this team, I would call a players' meeting right now because, I mean, Brooklyn, they weren't, they're not doing, um, they're not doing all that bad in in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I mean, okay, okay, maybe they're the 11th seed um, in the East. So that's, but hey, they're not out of it because seven through ten is playing. So I say now, if you're Mc, if you're Mikhail, 
I would call a team meeting with the guys and be like, hey, I want it. Do you want it? And basically kind of like ask them, what do you want to do with this season? Because there's two ways that you can do this season. You can turn it around and make it, try and make the best of it. Or you can just kind of be like, eh, we were there. Now it's over. I want to go to Cancun. Like there's That's two where different, my friend is right now. Mm, great. Um, but like this is this is kind of the make it or break it point. Like kind of like college basketball. It's the make it or break it point in the season. Because we we will talk we will talk about the All Star game later, uh, obviously. Um, but like kind of like after the All Star game, it's kind of like where Steph starts to get serious about playoffs. Seedings. Everybody wants to get the best seed. This is kind of the chance. I think it happened at the right time. I think that because they handled it a lot better than the Bucks did, in my opinion. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, the Bucks fired Adrian Griffin, their head coach, which was at, like, it looked, it seemed like such a stupid move. I mean, I still kind of think it is to do now and we will talk about Doc in a bit Um, we will talk about Doc Rivers in a bit but like I feel like that um, Christian I don't know if you're the same way but like this was kind of the right time to do it because it's kind of like a fresh start you get someone new to come in at the all-star break that's kind of like what Atlanta did last year. Like they fired Nate McMillan in middle of the, um, like during the All Star break, and they still finished strong. And they hired Quinn Snyder, and they still finished strong to make the playoffs. Like that's kind of, that was kind of smart. So I think Brooklyn is kind of doing the same thing where they're firing a guy. Now they got to pick up a guy, and try and finish off the season. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is kind of like the make it or break it point. Do you want to be in the play-in? Because it's basically between, I mean, Pistons and the Wizards are a joke. Um, the Hornets, I wouldn't call them dead, but, like, they're, they're, it's, a very, um, it's a very low chance that they would be in the play-in. Like, they would have to win all of their games from here on out. Which, this is not too likely. The Raptors are all right, and then the net, like the Nets, it's and then the Nets are kind of, kind of there. But this is the make it or break it point for both conferences. So it's just really going to show who wants to win and who's just like, eh, yeah, okay, cool. That that's how my that's how my opinion is on this. So I think this was, um, honestly, it was kind of good timing because. You look at the Bucks and how they handled it. I feel like Brooklyn handled it a lot better. So I think that I think that it'll be. I think that Brooklyn can finish up the year on a high note. That's what I have to say. You think they'll be able to make the playoffs? I think they definitely have a shot. All right. So. 
Are you done with your cut? Christian's cut has closed. Okay. Good to hear. Um, all right, now I want to talk about the All-Star game, and I do uh, – the main things that I want to talk about are the All-Star game, Stephen A. Smith, his take on it, and then All-Star Saturday night, and then Doc Rivers with the, all this uh, Milwaukee scandal. So the All-Star game, it's not it – has, it hasn't been the finest – that we've seen in the past. Um, not It was not the finest game. It, it was 200 points were scored by a team. The Most East, in history. 211 to 186. That is no defense whatsoever. That's like a score when I play 2K. Um, On rookie difficulty. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Christian. In broadcast mode. <laughs> ugh, ugh. Um, but this is definitely, and I want to, I want to mention what Stephen A. Smith had to say because, um, I found this. Re- I I I totally agree with this. What Stephen A. Smith had to say. Um. About the All Star Game because it he said it's a travesty, and it is, um, because like usually All Star Games will be competitive now. Like people are just like letting everybody take um, everybody's just like letting everybody play defense. And he called he called it a travesty, and I would I would agree with him. I would I would totally agree with him because it's I mean it's so unfortunate that like there's there was no defense played in the All Star game. Like Christian, I know you didn't watch it, but like two hundred points. If you saw somebody put up two hundred points in a game, how much defense do you think would be played? Uh, I would have thought there would be no defense played at all. And that's kind of how it was. People just kind of were like, mm, eh, yeah, mm. you, you go ahead, score. Like, they just, like, they didn't treat it like an actual game. They treated it like kind of like a scrimmage where they're just like, F it, and let's just do what we want to do. And one mixtape or something. Here, I mean, the East... Put up 104 points in the first half. That is really bad. For the West, on defensively. Yeah. 104 points in the first half, that's unheard of. Yeah, I think the uh, All-Star, this scoring with All-Star name, has definitely got a little bit out of hand, you know. People, the fans want to see a more competitive game. They want to see the best going up against the best. That's what the point is. I know um, this kind of has the same problem as kind of uh, affected the NFL with their all-star game. But that with that, you can have more of an understanding due to, you know, how physical and how much contact is involved for a real NFL game. But for basketball, it's obviously people are uh, – worried about getting injured and stuff. But, you know, you see the clips of, you know, LeBron and Kobe going at it 
and like during that era, which wasn't too long ago, and that's and because it's so recent, that's why it feels like the All Star game keeps getting worse and worse because it's kind of strayed from that mold since like players like Kobe have retired and it's just be, it just kind of lost its touch and pe- and then it's just become more of like a just a offensive you know, who can hit the half-court shot and who can have the crazy uh, uncontested layup, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah. Like, Dame would not just pull, just pull up from half-court in a regular game. Yeah, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, that's a buzzer reader type shot. You wouldn't, and also you wouldn't see, did you, uh, I don't know if you saw the clip with you, Luka and Jokic just passing it back and forth. Yeah, and did you see the clip where Jokic's trying to dunk at the end? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Luca, Luca dunked, and then the next time he tried, he got rejected by the rim. And then Dame hit the half court. Yeah, um, but the the this was kind of funny, and uh, like at the same time, it was just Luke, like Luca and Jokic were just running up and down the floor, just passing it back and forth. Yeah, those two are crazy when they're together. Remember that one clip with Trey and Luca though? Oh, from a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. With the They're half watching court. the half court go in together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um But I mean, the All Star weekend it's it's not as good as it used to be. I mean I the skills challenge is all right. The three point contest has actually gotten better with the additions of the uh deeper the deeper shots. The the you know those starry balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the like uh, it's just like one and you shoot it and you get three points. I like I like that a lot. I like that addition. But I do not the dunk contest. They gotta they gotta put in like they gotta bring in Anthony Edwards and then it'll be entertaining. Jaw, Jaw, Zion, LeBron. He he'll be forty next year. Yeah. Do you think his son is getting in this year? What? Do you think his son is getting in the NBA this year? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he did enough this year in college. No. He obviously had that heart condition would kind of messed him up this year. Yeah. Um, but I think the four contestants would be Anthony Edwards, John Morant, Zion Williamson, and Mac McClung. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like Jalen Brown thought dunking with his left hand was impressive, and jump and jumping as well as jumping over a four foot guy in a chair. And did you? And then yeah, he acted like he covered his eyes after. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he act. You're not jumping over Taco Fall. You're ju- you're jumping over like Kai Senat, who's like four feet tall, and he's sitting down in a chair. Taco Fall was standing up, and Aaron Gordon cleared him. You barely cleared. Kai Senat in a chair. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, I mean, so a lot of, and then the, then you see the court. the The court was pretty sick, though. I'll, I'll I'll give it to them on that. The court was pretty dope. Like well, I didn't all, watch, so I didn't the, But like all the LED, like it was an LED, so it would like change to certain, like to whatever was going on, and it, after he dunked it, it changed into the uh, parquet floor at TD Garden. And were people booing? Mm, a little bit, mainly because they don't like Boston. Yeah, 
Um, but that's what to, that's what that's what you gotta expect. Um, all right. Now I want to move on to Mac McClung a little bit. Uh, Mac McClung. Won well, the I long- still want to ask you a question about the Oscar game. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think they could do to fix it? Well, I do like that. Um, one thing I did like was that they went back to East and West. I give props to that. Um, one thing I wish they would face is like fix. Well, um, I want them to put the target score back up. Mm-hmm. Mainly because there's no commercials in the fourth quarter. Right? Yeah. And then each quarter, the winning team gets uh, to be have the their like charity win a certain amount of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like. Do you think they were more competitive when they did that a couple of years ago? Yeah, I do. For, chari- for charities, yes, yes, because it was basically just one, so. They're just like, eh, okay, cool. So, what if they? I, I saw an idea. What if they did a three v three tournament? That'd be crazy. I don't know if I'd like that though, because it's not like a traditional game. Yeah, that's kind of like. I mean, it's kind of like the Pro Bowl changing to flag football, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Except flag football is lit. And I'm only trying to defend that because I play flag football. Um, but, like, I feel like they just got to, like, make it more competitive and put a target score up. That way, because last year it was, like, 184. Like, people were actually playing the game, not just having an offensive expedition. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's that's not how the game's supposed to be played. So that was a little bit that was a little bit frustrating to watch. So what's the target sport score be like one one forty? No, well I think I like what the rules are. Um whoever like I think they did it in some way to honor Kobe Bryant with having it be like twenty four points or something. Mm. Like whoever has the winning like whoever's up it's 24 more points than your score currently. Mm, okay. So, how would, how would we go back to doing it that way? I would go back to doing it that way, for sure. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is, and moving on. All right, I want to, I because I, I want to talk about Mac McClung a little bit. Christian, do you think he should after winning the dunk contest? Do you think he should get a shot in the NBA? I don't think. Well, the NBA is a lot more complicated than just dunking, so I don't know if <coughs> that's why he should get in the NBA. I think he obviously puts in a lot of work. Um, I think maybe this could help him possibly just getting more name recognition. You know, how often do you see someone winning the dunk contest back-to-back? That means he's obviously putting in some work and, you know. But um, how tall is he? Six foot something? Um, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, he's not all that tall. 
Yeah, but he's taller than some guys like Fred Van Fleet and those type of people. Yeah. But I don't know how he's doing in the Six G- two. Okay, that's not terrible. I I don't know how he's do, doing in the G League, but um, you know, he's got a forty three think... foot inch vertical. Well, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I think yeah. you just got to keep working, um, and time will tell. You know, he's still he's still a young guy. He's definitely he's still in the NBA, signed to a team. He's just not been called up. I think he had his shot. Didn't he have a shot a couple of times? Was it, hasn't he had like ten day contracts before? Yeah. So you know he's had some shots. I think he'll just continue keep continuing to get those, and he's just gonna have to make the most of it when he does. I know, but yeah, the NBA is just so hard. Yeah. To break through, you know. Yes. Maybe, but maybe it could be one of those Jeremy Lin type stories. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be sick. But yeah. I think he could. I, he could make it. I do too. You know, have a Jeremy Lin kind of outcome. It wouldn't be all that bad. All right. Sure. Now, upon request of Christian, he wanted me to talk about my basketball season this year and how it ended up. We were. Uh, we. So the the school is called New Way Academy in Phoenix, Arizona. We were fourteen and six this season in the regular season. We clinched the playoffs as a ten seed, but unfortunately, we did not. Uh, we could not. We lost our first playoff game. But I mean, the playoffs is the playoffs. Got to le- got got to learn from it. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So getting ready to come out for a really really uh, strong and. Nice senior year to finish up my high, to finish up my uh, high school days and probably my bat like my basketball days. Um, want to go out the right way, so that that's how that's how that's gonna be. Um, but yeah, just um, excited that we made the playoffs. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way, but not everything goes your way, and you just gotta learn from it and bounce back. So just ready to bounce back and prove that, uh, learn from my mistakes and just be better and. Hopefully, win a playoff game next year. So, looking forward to next season. You winning it all next year, Fitz? I wouldn't say winning it all, but we're definitely going to win a playoff game. For sure. Because, yeah, because some of these schools are just like, like they, like they, like they have a bunch of like people, like a bunch, like all players who are just like good at naturally good at basketball. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should do a little recruiting, Fitz. I'll try. I'll try, but no promises that we'll actually get recruits. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Got to learn from it. Move on. Um, all right. Now that that is out of the way, I want to talk about Doc Rivers in Milwaukee. Christian, what are your thoughts? Because you guys fired him. And, like, also, um, not only what he – I want to hear – uh, I want to hear right now. I want to hear your thoughts of just like how this, uh, how what what are your impressions of Doc since he's been in Milwaukee? Like, what are your impressions of him so far? What? Well, I'm outside looking in. Do you know his record since he's been there? I do. What is it? <laughs> Three and seven. Three and seven fits. 
Okay. Um, Adrian Griffin was 30 and 13. Yeah, I noticed y'all were slipping in the rankings, but I saw um, the Cavaliers took over second in the East, I believe. So, that's you a- know, that's accurate. You know, but there's going to be an adjustment period with any big change in a team. I can say that for a fact. From a Clippers' point of view, when we got Harden, it wasn't look pre- looking pretty. Now we're sitting pretty good in the West for now. Um, but, yeah, I think Doc Rivers is a good coach. I think it's obviously the Bucks are going to make it to the playoffs. It just comes down to how they perform in, the, in those big moments in the playoffs. And I think Doc Rivers, he has the championship experience. He has everything you want in a coach. So, as a Bucks fan, you can just hope that they figure it out and Doc Rivers, you know, gets his act together in the playoffs. Not from, like, obviously the team. He's not the one playing. But, you know, he he's he's that he's the type of coach that you need to have um in the playoffs. You need a you need an experienced coach when the times get like very close and iffy, he you need he needs to make all the right calls from his his side. Um that which can really help a team. But I think so far, you know, three and three and seven isn't the best, but I think when you got leaders like Giannis and game that the team can rely on I think they'll they'll figure it out eventually they'll come together um but yeah with as far as Adrian Adrian Griffin as far as Adrian Griffin goes I I, I do question the move on why they fired him I think he was doing all right with his with his opportunity I do too and it came out of nowhere and they didn't say why I don't know what if anything happened behind the scenes but like Jeez, like you firing a coach doing that well, and even Doc Rivers doesn't know how he got fired. I saw his his answer in a podcast. Yeah, the Bucks organization didn't really even tell him why they got rid of Adrian Griffin. So you know, at the end of the day, the Bucks are where they're at right now, and you know they've got a really good roster constructed. They've been dealing with a little bit of injuries, but I think uh, come playoff time, that's when we're gonna see who they really are. Um and I think I think I know the Celtics are the big Goliath in the East, but I think the Bucks have a real good shot this year. Yeah. Did you many li- chance did you listen to the JJ Reddick video I sent you? I do not I do not. Okay. Um I'm gonna play it right now and this is basically all that quite frankly has to be said. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Fun. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no, there's never accountability with that guy. There's never accountability. What are your original thoughts to that? Because I know um, that I I did not mention that uh, he did take credit for the try to take. I didn't hear anything about that James Harden trade. I didn't hear anything about that James Harden trade. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see any quotes about it. What are your original thoughts to what J.J. Redick had to say? Well, I mean, it's sort of true, you know. If you look at the Clippers now, we're at, at t- sort of the end of uh, 
this like dream that the ownership had when they constructed the team. You know, one that a lot of our guys are getting older. Kawhi and Paul George, mainly like the the superstars of our team. But if you looked at when when we first started, and we first started to get these big name players, Doc Rivers was the head coach, and we had a lot of chances in the bubble and even after that and even before that to really make play good deep playoff pushes, but uh, we weren't able to, and we had the roster to do it. So you know I'm not gonna just throw our coach under the bus because he's not playing on the on the court, but at some point. When you have that good of a roster, you, you the coach needs to do all that he can to bring the best out of his players and find a way to get it done because it should have been done. The Clippers could, had a had a championship have had a championship roster for years. I know we've been that we've been battling with injuries and stuff, but we've had our chances. And Doc Rivers is a big part of our fail our shortcomings in the playoffs. So you know, I'm not I, I, as far as like his character and not taking accountability and stuff. I don't know because I don't know him. J.J. Reck, I think, probably knows a little bit more than me in that field. But, you know, uh, Doc Rivers, I know he's had his his championship with the Celtics and all, but as far as, like, recently in his coaching career, as of lately, he's he's had some pretty good teams that he's been a head coach of, and they've never really done much. Like Philly. With 76ers, yeah, with the Clippers, 76ers. And he has the Bucks now. Hopefully he can turn things around in terms of his – Coaching trend with the Bucks for your sake, Vince. I know. I mean, like, it's sad that like we we had all of like we were on a roll, and it just feels like all of it's like right now it's looking like all of it was just put in the trash. To be honest, because we were rolling thirty and thirteen through first forty three games, second in the East. I mean. Nobody's going to – No, I think Boston is definitely going to get the number one seed this year. There's no doubt about it. There are, like – it goes Celtics, Cavs, Bucks. Celtics are five and a half games above the Cavs. There's no way that anybody's catching the Celtics. Like, that's – like, being second in the East is an accomplishment. Only behind Boston. Who Boston is – like, their squad is deep every year. They're good. They got Drew Holiday. They have depth. They have depth every year. That's why they're so good. Because their starters can get breaks and have experienced guys who know what they're doing and know how to play basketball come in to play. Like, that's why Boston has been so good. They have good players, but they have great depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just frustrating because we had flat up a great season at this point. And then we fired Adrian Griffin. And then we seen kind of with our interim head coach we seemed all right and then once we put doc on it's kind of like like put a blindfold on yeah and i mean it's frustrating it's a little sad being a bucks fan that we were like having it so well and all our momentum has just gone flat out the window um but i mean there's still there's still time not saying it's over. There's still time to improve. The Memphis game was ridiculous. I will give it to JJ Redick on that. I give I I think JJ Redick is a hundred percent right on the Memphis, the Memphis game. That was ridiculous. They were playing GG Jackson. I never heard of that before. I never heard of him before. They're playing. They're like JJ's right. They're playing G League guys and two way guys. 
and they still somehow beat the Bucks with Dame Giannis. I don't know if Chris was playing, but Brooke Lopez was playing. Dame and Giannis alone should have just destroyed him. Yet, they fell short. It's starting to get aggravating as a Bucks fan, to be honest with you. It's aggravating and it's annoying. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, all I got to say at this point is just I hope, we, I hope to God we turned around. Christian, because this is, like, if we keep continuing on this path, then what's the future going to look like? In the next couple, in the next couple of years. So, I mean, is what it is. Just gotta look on the bright side. Yeah. Yeah. Go from there. All right. Moving on. What do you think? March Madness is right around the corner. March Madness is right around the corner. We we talked. We already talked about UConn losing. We already talked about UConn losing. Does that what are you, like what are you some of your uh, I know we like I know you probably haven't been paying that much attention to college basketball as I have, but like who are some of your teams from like what you've heard of? Like well, who are some of your teams that you think could go deep in the tournament? Um I think Iowa State's a team, like a sleeper team, you know. Of course, they've got a they've got a really good defense. They're ranked six at the time they lost to number two Houston, so they're probably dropping in the rankings. But you know, they're a team that are pretty deep, um, in terms of you know, just players that can get on the floor and defend. They're really known for their defense, not really their scoring as much. They got good guards that can, good guards and a couple good forwards that can you know really. Influence the game, but just they got a lot of veteran leadership and they know what they're doing in terms of their uh, defensive schemes and even offensive schemes. I think another team is Duke. They've got Jared McGain, who's two days into college and three lectures behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that, I'd say that's very accurate. I'm two days in college and I'm three lectures behind. There's my, this guy that named him Colin. My degree, my degree, and my hope, my degree is uh, da- I'm going to dancing school, and my hope is to become a dancing instructor for little kids. <laughs> that's probably what Jared McCain is doing in college, besides playing basketball. Yeah, his major. I wouldn't be surprised but... if it is. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, yeah, he's a good player. He, uh, he just recently broke uh, tied Zion's record for uh, most points in Duke history, I believe. For a freshman? Game. Yeah, for a freshman. For a freshman, yeah. Damn. With 35. 35 left? Yeah, 35 points. Oh, jeez. 25 in the first half. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Wow. That is legit. Yeah, yeah Jordan McGain He's a baller. They got Filipowski, Filipowski or whatever. Yeah, they got, and they got Tyrese Proctor. Proctor coming off the bench. At least he did against Miami. I don't know if he usually comes off the bench. I don't think they he got does. Good veteran. Uh, John Shire was really heavy on like recruiting him. Yeah, they got very good veteran leadership with uh, Jeremy Roach. He's a senior. Yes. 
and then yeah, like I said, Filipowski is going to be a he's going to be a lottery pick. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good all around team. Um, they just blew out Miami, I believe, today by thirty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would. That, those are two of my teams. I know they're probably well known teams. But I'm just yeah, saying. yeah. Yeah. Um, Iowa State not as much, but um, well, I, I would go with. I'm gonna go with a couple. Um, first of all, since Christian said Iowa State, I I got. Um, I'm gonna think. Don't say Wisconsin, bro. Hey, I'm, not I'm, even I'm, the same league. All right. Hear, hey, 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 hear me out. Hear him out. Hear him out, guys. Hear me out. I don't think Wisconsin is gonna make a deep playoff run because, but you, since you talked about your boys, I gotta talk about my boys. I think Wisconsin will make it to the Sweet 16 and then get bounced in the Sweet 16. That's how I think it. I think they have the capability. I think they have the roster. They have tons of experience. Um, with Maybe their, Iowa State will bounce them again. With the, mm, I'm, not, I'm not holding another. Never another bet against Iowa State, huh? I'm never holding another Iowa State sign in my life. Never vote against Iowa State, huh, dude? Oh, my. Oh, my God. Uh, that was that picture was the. I kind of like to forget that day a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but never. Yeah, you're right. I'm never betting against Iowa State again. Um, but I, I think, like I, I, Christian, I would agree with you with Duke. I mean, they got a bunch of guys. Jared McCain, he's balling out. Terry's Proctor is pretty good, and then Flip Owski. I, I always I always mess up his last I always mess up his name. Um and then another pick would be probably well Yukon even though they lost UConn, UConn to defend their title, I think they can totally go I think they to, they're not as good as they were last year, but I think they have the ability to go deep in the playoffs. I mean they're the number one seed for, for obviously for a reason, so right now or before they lost to Creighton. So I definitely think that they have the team to make a deep playoff run, and then um, Purdue. I think Purdue can. I, I think Purdue can make a deep playoff run. And Christian, guess what I found out? What you know, Doug? Yeah, Doug said that he has a friend because Doug is from Indiana originally. Doug said he has a friend who works at Purdue, and could get him two tickets to the Final Four if Purdue makes the Final Four. And he said if he gets those two tickets, he would take me with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. That I guess you're hoping for Purdue. That that's pretty possible though, because Purdue's got a pretty good roster. I know. That's why I'm like Boilermakers. <laughs> they got Zach Eady, the uh, the Asian Canadian destroyer. I don't know. Uh, yes. Uh, a good description. Hey, good description. A- Asian Christian. giant. Asian giant. <laughs> that's so racist. It's not. He's Asian. Well, he's Canadian. It says he's Canadian as well. Okay. There, Looks yeah. pretty Asian to me. <laughs> and he's a shooter. Uh, Made one three. Of a shooter as job. You did not. You did not have to. You did not have <laughs> to go there. You did not have to go there. <laughs> um. Geez, now I can't even think straight after hearing that. Um, but I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I think Purdue definitely has the, the squad. I mean, they've lost a couple of games, but I think I think they can definitely make it all the way to the to the final four. Yeah. Boilermakers. Um but I mean and then just got some other schools in there. I think one of the one of the uh I got a buddy who goes to Auburn. Um but I think I think Auburn is definitely one of the most slept on schools, in my opinion. I mean, they did lose to Kentucky last week, but like Kentucky's a powerhouse of a of a school. I think Auburn has had a pretty good basketball, has had a pretty good season, and they've been pretty consistent all year. They've had some, they've had a couple of losses um, that they should have that were close, and they probably should probably should have won. But I mean. They bounced back and they've had a pretty good year. I give uh, Bruce Pearl is a fantastic coach. Bruce Pearl is a fantastic coach, and I think that Auburn could have a shot to go pretty far. Um, that's that's one of my picks, and then I would say um, they've had a couple of early. Exits in the past, but man, they got it. They got uh, a, they got an arena for games. They pack it out, and the place is loud. Yeah, I bet. It's the only college basketball game I've been to this year. They absolutely uh, beat the crap out of Wisconsin, and I definitely think that they can make a deep playoff run this year. They've had a couple. They just they just re-signed their coach to an extension for five years, and I think this team can make a make a deep run with the addition of Caleb Love. This is a this is a team that can make uh, a pretty. I think can make a deep run. And that is the Arizona Wildcats. I think with Caleb Love bringing like bring like bringing him in this team is just like that makes them so much better mm-hmm. like last year they didn't really have that kind of like that other guard it was just kylan boswell where's love from love mm-hmm. he, like where'd he go to college before yeah okay so here's the funny story he was originally at north carolina he hit that shot against duke remember that in the final four maybe that oh send coach k home Yes, that three at the end of the game, the clutch okay. three. That was Caleb Love. He listen to this. He originally he announced that he was going to transfer for whatever reason, and he originally committed to Michigan. I'm just like, what a terrible choice for obvious reasons. Um, and then he decommitted and committed to Arizona. And I mean, when I went to, when I went to that game, they were ranked number one, and you could tell they were and like you know you would know why they were ranked number one at the time. They were like super duper, like they were passing it around, they were finding the open guy, they were just playing good basketball, and um, they ended up beating Wisconsin by twenty five. So, but oh. I think I think Arizona's definitely got the the chance this year. I mean. With the addition of Caleb Love, that just makes them such a better basketball team. That makes them such a better basketball team. 
and I think that they, I think that they can make a deep run because the last remember last year they got bounced in the first round. Hmm. Like people were shocked. Oh yeah, like Gronk was so shocked finding that out. Why, why, why are you? Why is your first reaction about Gronk? Because I remember like, after that they they had fans like fans telling Gronk that the U of A lost. He's like, what? 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 You can't be serious. Oh. Um, well, he played football. Gronk, yeah, Gronk went to U of A. Yeah, I know he went to U of A. He went to U of A. Yeah, he, I, I, I said I knew he went to U of A. Yeah, he went there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and then another another team I'd say is I think Kansas. The addition of Hunter Dickinson. I mean, they lost Jalen Wilson in the draft, but with Hunter Dickinson, that kind of like restarts them to get like have some experience and to have some like uh, power, like to play well. Because I mean, Hunter Dickinson, he's definitely he he's uh, he's that he's that seven foot uh, big man who from Mich- uh, he played he he's played he's a senior now, but he played his first three years at Michigan. Mm-hmm. He was the one who hit that crazy shot against Wisconsin to send it to overtime. Um, but he's a he's a lefty and he can he's tall. He can shoot. He can attack the basket. So he's kind of like a seven foot. He's kind of like a he's kind of like the point center, in a way. Like he can put on the floor. He can, can he shoot? shoot? He can shoot. He can shoot decently. He doesn't shoot a lot because the, Kansas has other shooters. But like if he's left open, he can shoot. And if All he right. has. And if he probably has a like one hand in his face, he could probably knock that down. Shoot, yeah. And then, um, I don't. Th- I think that they can make the Sweet Sixteen as well. Kansas State, uh, they knocked off Kansas a couple weeks ago, and that was. I watched overtime. That was a fun game. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, Tyler Perry went crazy in overtime and uh, sealed the win for the Wildcats. So. I think both those teams definitely have a shot to do well this year. So, looking forward to that. Um, all right, now let's move on to some football. We got the Super Bowl was uh, just finished. We got the Kansas City Chiefs won. I believe the final score was thirty-four to thirty-one. Yeah, that's correct. Um, great win for the Swifties. Mr. Swift did not have his best game. Mr. Swift. Mr. Swift. Travis, yeah. Travis Swift. Yes. And my dad and Doug were like, like they were calling, they were like living on him because he was like, oh, uh, catch the ball, Mr. Swift. Yeah. Just like because they were saying like he is, he does not make more money than her. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's what then he in the uh, do you see the meme of him yelling at Andy Reid? Yeah. Like one one reception or I think it's one target for one reception for one yard that he had in the first half. That is not good. I think he picked it up though. Yeah, he did a little bit, but he was not the he did not have the best like he he was not I don't think he was the best receiver out there. I mean, look at who the ball went to at the end of the game. 
bunch of guys. I'm not saying that McCall Hardman is bad. Like, McCall Hardman is great. I'm just saying Travis Kelsey, or Travis Swift did not have the ball at the end of the game. Or did not, was not um, targeted the ball at the end of the game. Yeah. But, dude, uh, me and my. There were a lot of fumbles that game. What? There were a lot of fumbles that game. Yeah. Me and my buddy were talking about this. My, uh, my, the senior who just graduated, they ran our play to win the game. Really? Yeah. They had it where, you know, McCall Hardman, how he was wide open. Yeah, he motioned and then went back out for an out. Yes. The motion was, so he was on the out. We ran this play last year. No, we ran it this year. We ran it this year. Where you send the guy, so you have the guy isolated on his own island. And uh, basically sets him in motion. You hike it. Then he cuts. So it's basically like if I'm on the right side, he motions me. I start running towards the center uh, to the left. And then he goes hike, and then I take, and then I turn around for an out route, like kind of like an out, kind of like out, like out corner kind of route. Yeah. And he and he was wide open. So that's the that's the play we ran, and that's the play they ran. That play is the JGS special. Um, so, but we're. But he texted me after they won the game. He's like, "Dude, they ran our play." And then I, and then I was like, I was like "Originally, I was like, what? Like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? You're talking like you're crazy right now." And so I look, I look back at the video. He's running in, and then he runs out. I'm like, "Holy cow, you're right." So, Is that like your special play? What? Is that like your special play? Well, it's one of them. We have lot. We have lots. Uh, we had lot. We had we had lots of special plays. Mm. Um, but that was one of them. Yes, and lots of trick plays towards the end of the season. All right, now Christian with the NFL with NFL free agency right around the corner. What are your big predictions for where you think some of the free like free agents will? I'll, I'll give you a list. Of free agents, and I'm basically, and you're basically just gonna say, um, stay, stay, and and or leave, and if they, you say leave, where you think they will sign? Okay. So we're gonna start. Um, we're gonna start with. Oh dear, we're gonna start with the Arizona Cardinals. We're only gonna say some of their big uh, names. Marcus Brown. Marcus Brown? Marquise Brown. Oh, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. My apologies. Mm. Let's see. I think I think he'll stay now that Kyler's back. I think Kyler really likes him. I think they had a year. They they had a year in college, right? Or no? Yes. I think yeah, I think they did. Um so yeah, I think he'll stay. Okay. Okay. Um. Right. Now we are going to we're going to Cordero Patter, Patterson of the Falcons. That is not a big name. He's actually retired, bro. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had him on my fantasy team, and I know, and that was a mistake. 
All right, moving on. Baltimore Ravens, we got um, – I'm going to give you a few. OBJ. Oh, he, he had the one-year deal. Uh, He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I think I'll probably stay. I don't know any teams that would, like, want to pay a lot for him because he didn't really have that best – that good – that – he didn't have too crazy of a year, and he especially didn't play well when it counted in the playoffs. So I'm gonna, just, I, I think he'll just take what he gets from Baltimore. Yeah. All right. Um, J.K. Dobbins. He's coming back from Achilles. Yes. I mean, so he's not gonna get paid that much by anyone because first of all, he's a running back. Second of all, he's coming off of a torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those are all correct statements. Those are all correct statements. I don't know. Maybe he'll leave, try to get as much as he can. I, I'd like to see him with the Chargers. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Who is the uh, – you guys still have Eckler? Oh, yeah, but he should be cut. No, oh, yeah. Remember you wanted him released and then you wanted him back in a matter of, 20, a matter of like 96 hours? I don't remember wanting him back. I thought you said you wanted him back. Uh, maybe as like a third, third, third string running back. Uh, yeah, you was... wanted him back within ninety six hours. We did a podcast. We did a podcast this summer or last year talking about NFL. You're like, I want Austin Eckler cut. Four days later, we do another episode. I want Austin Eckler back. Okay, maybe that was going into this year. This, this year, he did absolute atrocious. That that yes, that was going into this year. You're like, I like. I thought I thought it was funny because I was looking back on it the other day. I was listening to one of our like our old episodes, and you're like, "I want Austin Eckler gone." I'm like, "What? Who would you get?" And you're just like, "I don't know." And then like, and then like we do an episode like four days later. You're like, "I want him back." <laughs> just like, okay, you can't have it both. You can't have it both ways. You can't want well, a guy. Good. You can't want a guy gone and then want him back. It's not well, it's because we we demanded a trade. Who was he demanding a trade? He's not even that good. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I said that. Oh, no, I think it was. He was demanding a trade. You're like, good. And then he called it off, and you're like, good. I'm like, what? Yeah, Um, we should have traded him while we could. No, no one wants him. Womp womp. (laughs) He he was the one signaling for a first down when we were down by 60 to the Raiders. He's like, come on, man. That was our season in a nutshell right there. Uh, and then you find Brandon Staley. Yeah, that's the only thing that good came out of that game. Uh, uh, hey, guys. What were you that was a primetime game, too. I know it was. I remember what I was um, – cause it, you, I remember it was a Thursday night. And I was hanging out with friends at Desert Ridge, and I, we were walking in. We're walking into the mall, and I just look, and like we're walking like past like a sports place. I just look over as the second half is about to begin. It's forty-two nothing. I'm like, holy goodness! Like, Jesus! Like, what happened in the first? Like, like how did we get here? Hmm, good question. Yeah. Um, Two words. Right. Ben Staley. Yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Baltimore. He just got. That's there. funny. 
I thought he was on the Jets. No, he got re- he got cut and he got signed. Yeah, that's one of the guys that I. It's uh, one of the guys that I drafted this year in fantasy. Um, mm. That did not go well. Uh, yeah, it didn't. Um, no. I'm gonna say he doesn't stick with the Ravens. Let's say he goes to what team needs a running back. I don't know. Maybe he goes to the Cardinals and backs up James Conner. I don't know. Yeah. Because he's kind of like an older guy who can give you experience. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, let's move on to Buffalo. Okay. We got two of their biggest wide receivers in free agency. Do you think they'll stay or do you think they'll go? Start off with Gabe Davis. Hmm. He got hurt to end the year. Yep. Did not uh, play against KC. I'm going to say he leaves because I think the Raider, the Bills will stick more with Khalil Shakir. Okay. Where do you think he'll go? I think he'll go to, let's say... That's a hard one. I, what teams are in the market for a receiver? Uh, other than the chart, eh, I'm not gonna say Chargers. Um, let's say Chiefs. Chiefs. Actually, no, they don't have money. Um, yeah, because they paid my. They're paying Patrick Mahomes a a bag. Um. I'm gonna go. Uh, 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 oh. I'm gonna go with Panthers. They need a receiver to help out Bryce Young. Yeah, I do too. Because Bryce Young does not run. He throws. Yeah. You look at that Alabama offense this year versus last year. There's di- There's a difference. All right. There's a difference. And then, uh, Diggy, Stefan Diggs. They're going to keep him, but he's not going to be paid, uh, like, hella, hella, hella. Yeah. All he right. had a very bad end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to give you a, f- a few more. Uh, we're going to skip Carolina because nothing good happens in Carolina. Ooh, this is what I – Darnell Mooney. He should leave because the Bears don't use him well. Okay. And then he was a thousand yard receiver before. Yes. Yes, that is that is that that is correct. That is uh, correct. And then um while we're on the topic of Chicago, I want to ask you a question. What's the future of the what is the future of this team with the guy who will be behind center this year, this upcoming season? Yeah, I think I've heard a lot that Fields is probably going to get traded. So I think he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Huh? He unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Yes. So, so I'm going to Yeah, I think they're going to draft Do you think if they players. keep him, do you think if they keep him the Bears will trade away that number 1 pick? I mean, yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that. Okay. 
Okay. All right. So I think he'll go to a team like Atlanta or a team that needs a quarterback desperately. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we only got we got two from Cincinnati. Tyler Boyd. I don't know. He's kind of getting older, so and I think the Bengals would rather keep T. Higgins because I think he's another guy that's up for a contract. So I'm going to say they let him walk. Okay. All right. Um. Then T. Higgins. Yeah, I think they're going to sign him. Okay. And then we got the Browns. First of all, Joe Flacco. What's his future? Is he going to retire? Is he going to come back? Is he going to leave? What's going on with him? I mean, what's going on with Deshaun? They're paying him all that money. You mean Massage Watson? Yeah, so I think uh, maybe he'll, maybe Joe Flacco will try to go somewhere else because I think the the Browns, they kind of have to play Deshaun because they paid him all that money. So I think they'll ride with Deshaun. Mm-hmm. And then Zadarius. Zadarius. I saw him. I know. The Rams game. Zadarius. What's up? Uh, what's up, Zedarius? Uh, with the Browns. I mean, I think he'll stay. You know what? Was he going to go back to the Packers? So, oh, I think he'll stay with the Browns. Okay. Y'all, y'all let him walk. I y'all know. didn't want him. Uh, that was that's a that was a really stupid mistake. How's wanna... Preston Smith doing over there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's doing all good. Yeah, but I want this guy back. The big Z. Zadarius. <laughs> he looked at me and waved. I know. That was for you, Fitz. Yeah. Former Packer, right there. I know. I didn't. I loved the picture of Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm only gonna give you a few more. More, uh, ugh, I'm gonna give you the whole list of the Packers. No, I'm just playing. Um, Keyshawn Nixon, isn't he the one that's married to Simone Biles? No, really? Yeah, really. Who's the one married to Simone? Jonathan Owens. He's not. A oh yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad. Keyshawn Nixon. He's your returner, right? He's our returner, and he was the guy who picked off Mahomes that one game. Yeah. I think he should return because just for he he's such a good returner. But then dude, our te- dude, our he he's such a leader on our team. Like yeah. it's insane. Yeah, y'all should keep him. And, also, and you know what I like about him? What do you like about this? Somebody threw a punch at him and he didn't respond. Ooh, he's got composure like that. Yeah, <laughs> built built different. All right, uh, Rudy Ford. Who? Rudy Ford. Okay, I uh I I say uh I don't know who that is, so you're gonna have to tell me. He's uh he's one of our safeties. Yeah, right, how about, hey, how about how about we switch up Rudy Ford? Darnell Savage, you know who that is, right? Yeah, he's a DB. And he picked he picked off D- Dak for the pick six. What? So what? We'll say you resigned him just because of that. How about that? Okay. And then I I did lie I I lied. Jonathan Owens actually is a free agent. I mean, he had that one good play. I don't know how, how much he helps out. 
other than that, but well, he, he makes great tackles. So yeah, is he a slot corner or what? He's a safety. He's a safety. Mm-hmm. He probably is in nickel nickel looks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could keep him. Yeah, and then we we got to resign Eric Wilson. He's our line. He's one of our linebackers. He's part of the. He's white. Our, I, I he, middle mid pretty mid, um, but he's he's one of our he was one of our good linebackers this season, and mm-hmm. he's he has experience and he's part of the reason why our mid defensive our mid defense was so good, and then. Yeah, that's it for the Packers. And now I'm going to move on to the Chargers, and then we can start to wrap this up. All right, hold on. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. I want to talk about the Chiefs. Okay, then do the Chargers, the Chargers too. Yes, I, of course. Of course. Yeah. Hey, relax. Chris Jones. Ooh, old guy. Uh, Well, Matt, Matt my, my friend Matt's a Chiefs fan, and he said Chris Jones is one of the best D tackles in the league, so I, I think they'd resign him. Given that knowledge, you see, he cried before the national cried during the national anthem. Yeah, um, I thought for sure they're gonna lose after that. <laughs> Why? Because of Nick Sirianni last year. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> uh, well, it looks like it originally. I didn't watch the first half of the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, the biggest game in America since. Hey, I was watching the Open. That was oh. more entertaining. Sure, you like watching golf. Yes, it was more fun than the first half. Well, I mean, I'll give you credit. Your your family's more of a golfing family. Yeah, I'm not really um, into that life. I haven't really been exposed, really. So I know, you know, um, different background. That, yeah, McCall Hardman, the guy who made the game winning catch. Oh, he's a hero for just for that. I'd love to keep him around. Yeah. Well, they well originally he started the season with the Jets. He was a free agent, and he signed with the Jets, and then they traded him back to KC. Yeah. All right. We got, ooh, Legereus Sneed. Mm. He's staying around. He's one of the best DBs in the league. Do you think he's? Do you think he'll he'll choose to stay around? Yeah. Okay. All right. Your Chargers. Let's see. Uh Gerald Everett. We'll keep him. He's good. I like him. Mm. Austin Eckler. He's not going to need, need a lot of money, too, Gerald Everett. Um, Austin Eckler. Well, th- no. No. No? No. He's he's going – he's signing with, like, the Falcons or something. No, not the Falcons, no. Um, He can go to the – what team? What team needs a running back? Oh, you said the Chargers need a running back. Yeah, other than him. <laughs> you can go to the Packers. They'll replace AJ Dillon. Uh I don't know if I want I don't know if I wanted anybody to replace AJ Dillon. He's got the key to Door County. <laughs> yeah. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> He'll go to the Patriots. Hmm. That would not be that would not be fond of him. All right. Finally got rid of my Patriots bed sheets, but I I I I remember you telling me that. Good job. Just yeah. so the audience knows, 
I no longer have any Patriots influence in my life. That was you an know, old time. You know, Christian? Christian, from m- me, from me and all the rest of the Sports with podcast, we are very proud of you for getting rid of any Patriots stuff that you may have. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Think, w- wow. What an audience. Bang, bang, bang. Timmy. I'm not going to do that on air. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Time out. Um, all right. Now, I wanted – hold on. There was one team that – ooh, I, there's, there's a few from Minnesota. Actually, there's only really one from Minnesota. Kirk Cousins. Wait, was Eckler it? Well, I said Everett. Well, Everett and Eckler? Those are the only two? Fine. I don't I don't know a lot of these other guys. Okay. Um how about I don't know if you know this guy. How about Justin Hollins? Is he a DB? He's an edge. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. Yikes. That's it. What else do you want me to say? Is that all the Chargers? Well, there's some. I don't know the rest of them. Okay, okay, fine. Move on. All right. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Because there's been a lot of rumors that... He's leaving, right? Yes. There's been a lot of rumors that he's leaving. Yeah, I think they'll move on from him. Try to get a QB in the draft or a free agency. Like, maybe Justin Fields. That would be a good pairing. Okay. I mean, a good experiment, at least. Yeah, I do too. And then I'm gonna I'm just gonna give a couple from just like any team. Michael Thomas. He's old. He should leave. I mean, sure. Okay. He's not gonna get a bag, that's for sure. Alright. Alright, that's fair. Uh what else? Who who is the uh who is the guy you guys drafted over Zay Flowers. Oh my God, Johnson. Yeah, should he stay or leave? Well, he's only on his rookie contract, so he's uh, staying for the near future. Until oh, and, he, uh, and he and he dropped that catch against the Packers, so uh, that just makes him a bum. Just wait, Fitz. This is his year. He's winning most improved player. Comeback player of the year, Quentin Johnson. Keep dreaming. Yeah. All right. What? There's got to be a few from the Jets. Brees Hall. Oh, they or, need to keep him. No, no, not not. Bre- sorry, sorry, R- wrong. I re- I misread it. The um, Randall Cobb. Are you asking me that? Yes, I am. Old. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Let's say. Rogers might like another old guy, so they'll keep him. Okay. All right. Now moving on to the Eagles. They got a lot of questions. They got a lot of questions after AJ's uh, leaving. Year. AJ Brown. He's not a. He's not a free. He's, he's not a free agent. I thought he was. No. You're probably thinking Julio Jones. Uh, old. Mm, yes. Okay. DeAndre Swift. They'll keep him. He's good. Shaquille Leonard. 
They just signed him at the end of the year, so I don't know. Uh, I'll say they don't keep him because, you know, they're they're just hoping to make a deep playoff run, and that didn't happen. Okay. Okay. Well, they lost a uh, they lost uh, Baker Mayfield, so uh, def- definitely things have to be changed. Yeah. And now we're um, 49ers. Chase Young? Uh, I think he was good. You think they'll keep him? He had a sack in the Super Bowl. Yeah, do you think they'll keep him? Yeah, they're going to get a, a budget for him. All right. Um, they have to pay him that much. Bobby Wagner? He'll stay with the Seahawks. Okay. Mike Evans? Hall of Famer. He stay stay with the Bucks. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Hall of Famer. Mm. Oh, don't you even dare with that. College Hall of Famer. I will maybe take. I will maybe take the Mike Evans one, even though that is likely not true. But Baker Mayfield is definitely not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he'll go to the Bucks. Okay. All right, Tennessee, Derrick Henry. I mean, the rumors he's leaving, right? Yes. Uh, where would he go, though? I don't know. I don't – Dallas? Oh, yeah, maybe. Dallas? I don't know. And then – That sounds like a Jerry Jones type move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like Dallas. All right, we're – that's all for NFL free agency. I want to I want to briefly talk about the Chiefs parade, and then we can wrap it up. So, as as we talked about at the beginning, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They had their parade last Wednesday, so Valentine's Day. Uh, what turned into a celebration turned into a uh, shooting. Two, I believe, two teenagers were charged with. Uh, like shooting at the Chiefs parade, and everybody, like everybody was going crazy. One died and twenty one were injured, which is not ideal. The two, the the two boys looked like they were about our age, so young, just young teenagers doing stupid stuff, playing hooky. That's a little more than playing hooky. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's a little bit more than playing hooky, but I mean, it's, it's what happens and I guess move on. So, but I mean, like, it's very sad, it's very sad, very sad thing to talk about. That's why I didn't want to make it. That's why I didn't want to talk about it a lot. Just basically saying like, we don't like, we don't know all the information, all the details happened. We just know the numbers of the, the victims, one dead, 21 injured. It's not. Not pretty, but it's it's scary too. It's scary too. So, gotta I gotta be happy for life every day. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else to add? No. Guys, thank you for such a great season premiere of season six. We are hopefully going to be back with you guys shortly. Definitely going to have more time uh, usually throughout the year uh, coming up to April. April's, April through April through September is going to be a big time for Sportsway Podcast. We're going more. There is going to be an update 
for our app in June. We will let more. We will let you know more about that when we, uh, as Peter Griffin says, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. So that's uh, we'll let you guys know more about that when it comes near. And guys, thank you so much for everything. Uh, until then, I and we'll see you guys next time. Until then, I'm Fitz Kerrigan. Here's my. And we're and we will see you guys in the next episode. Lada.